0: Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by... The brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven-day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work so you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from 3 to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12-minute mark, Or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your Dharma and your most chakra aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. You are going to love this episode today. It's all about sex, femininity, and using our womb power to create. We are chatting with Lara Raybone. She is the womb priestess. You are going to freaking love her. So we're going to be talking about connecting to your inner sex goddess to increase your magnetism, reconnecting to your womb energy to be a powerful creator and manifester, and also leaning into your natural feminine power in your relationships while embodying self-love acceptance forgiveness and I took so many tips away from my own sex life from this episode and I'll tell you I've been having way better sex more intimate more frequent who doesn't want that so before we dive in I'm gonna give you some tips for grounding and here's why. I just moved into a new home, and I'm not going to lie. I've been feeling very out of sorts. I'm living out of boxes, and it's like a new city. You can't even actually call it a city. It's a small town on a golf course. It's so different than what I'm used to, but it's so serene, and it's so beautiful. Um, We can like walk down to the lake every day. We barely see cars or people, and when you do see people, they're so nice and so chatty, but today I had A bit of a meltdown and had to do some self soothing and grounding. And here's what I did so, first off, I dug through all the boxes to find my Palo Santo because I realized like I went, I kind of went five days without doing my rituals. And you know, that consistency in rituals is kind of the number one thing that I need in my life and that we all need for that grounding. Um, so obviously, sat down in my ritual, but I found my Palo Santo. So the smell of Palo Santo is so grounding to me and it's almost like an instant connection to that feeling of Zen. So that was the first thing I did. I lit that and just let it just fire up my office. Um, and then I used a black tourmaline crystal. I placed it on my heart and I did a little invocation prayer to clear any energy. That's not mine. Um, we actually do this invocation on the app that's going to be launching soon. So make sure that you're following us at Rituals by Chakra Girl on Instagram or sign up for the waitlist for the app, which you can do um, in our show notes. Um, but yeah, I did that little clearing invocation and basically it clears any energies that aren't yours and it allows you to call back any fragments of your soul that have been left elsewhere. So if there is a part of me that is still in Vancouver, I was able to call that back and bring myself back to my full power. And then I did some inner child work and just let myself speak the words that my inner child was feeling. Because sometimes we're like, oh, I feel out of sorts. I don't feel grounded. But if we can really get to the root of the fear or like what that inner child needs, then we can do that self-soothing. So for me, that means kind of just repeating affirmations and talking to myself as if I was a scared little child. Um, And then I did some higher self-toning, basically letting out any noises that come through. (laughs) Um, And it's a really great way of And we actually talk about that today on the episode, that little technique of letting out just different sounds and, and connecting to yourself, whether that is like a scream or a cry or a moan or a groan or a smile or a laugh, just letting it all come out. And again, that allows you to ground into your essence and ground into your own energy. And I just felt so, so much better. So you can try those things if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling out of sorts. Um, and also if you're just kind of, you know, feeling like you don't know what to do with yourself. Like I feel like that just got me back into touch with all my senses. So, you know, I was using sound, I was using the smell of the Palo Santo, I was using the touch of the crystals, and yeah, it just really brings you back to you. So Go get grounded, you guys. Also, happy Cosmic New Year. I did an IG Live with Danielle Page, like the queen of astrology, um, and we were talking about all the themes for this new cosmic year, the upcoming eclipse season, so you can go catch that replay on my IGTV, on my Shocker Girl Co Instagram account. Um, We're actually, Danielle and I are partnering together on her launch of the Astrology Mystery School, so we're giving you like an in-depth look at that as well in the live and talking about birth charts and giving you that information that you need to really unlock the keys and codes to your own ascension. And the info is so potent and important and allows us to be really intentional about our own growth. And knowing the ins and outs of our birth chart is truly like having a map to your best life. So I put the links in the show notes. So make sure you check out astrology mystery school and use my links because then she'll know I sent you. But honestly, like this program, whether you are just using it to navigate your own life or whether you're, you know, learning about birth charts to start helping your clients with those kinds of things, like this is Stuff. This is teachings and learnings that are going to help you ascend. So if you are, you know, you want to invest in yourself and you know that taking this program is going to support you and you've been feeling called to the stars and the cosmos, like make sure to check it out. This is your sign. And I wouldn't learn this stuff from anyone but Danielle because she's the real fucking deal. She's awakened and I just love her. Um, so you don't have that much time because the class starts soon. So go look at our show notes or you can even DM me if you have any questions. And I also have the link in my bio in Instagram at Shaka Girl Co. So go get grounded and listen to our live replay and then sign up for Astrology Mystery School. You guys have a lot to do today. And also, you're going to listen to this episode. So you're going to love this episode. DM us, share it on your stories, let us know how you like it. We're here to answer any questions that you have. Let's dive into this juicy episode. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we're on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such a lovely feminine bombshell guest today. Her name is Lara Raybone. She is a womb priestess who specializes in feminine empowerment, helping women to liberate themselves, step into their fullest expression and deepest pleasure through connecting to the seasons and cycles of their womb, spirit, and sexuality. I don't know about you guys, but with all the craziness going on in the world today, we need to connect inward more than ever, and we are going to learn how today. So welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to get into all of the juicy things with all you. The, yeah,
0: juicy things, all pun intended, all the juiciness. So
1: All of the juice.
0: <laughs> so tell us a daily ritual that you almost never skip.
1: So my daily ritual is just connecting in to the feelings. Mm-hmm. So... What that can look like some days it looks like rolling around on the fucking floor and crying. Some days it looks like dancing and really feeling myself, but just taking that time to drop into the body and be like, okay, what's present? And then to give it life through breath, through sound, through movement. That is the most powerful transformational way to start the day. That and mirror work. So a little drop in in the morning and I love to do naked mirror work every morning and every night, say hi to myself, hi to my body and literally run my hands down my entire body. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for how hard you work. I love you. And really taking that time to offer gratitude to my body and worshiping myself because life is too short to not worship the vessel that you chose to incarnate this planet in.
0: Exactly. And I feel like in spirituality right now, especially everyone, I mean, I talk about it all the time, but we're all talking about ascension. We're all talking about, you know, accessing higher dimensions. We're all talking about, you know, astral traveling and all those things. But if we are not anchored into the body, we we lose that power and we end up really getting lost. So I think just bringing it back to that descension, that connection to the body, like first thing is so important. What is your favorite crystal of the moment?
1: Uh, Okay, so my favorite crystal of the moment, it's a pink amethyst, and it looks like a yoni.
0: Oh, what? I'm like, I've seen a pink amethyst.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful, and I just I love it because it looks like a yoni. I mean, anything
0: that looks like a yoni is like good and. I'm gonna have to look. What is your sun, moon, and rising?
1: Uh, My sun is Libra, my moon is Pisces, and my rising is Sagittarius.
0: Ooh, okay. My moon is Sag.
1: Oh, I love that. And I'm
0: an air sign as well, so I mean, okay. Our, our our connection is real
1: yeah <laughs> I mean really though whenever I do tend to find that the people that I gravitate towards and who are just like in my inner circle are at signs. that's right is how, how it happens
0: same I'm like everyone in my life's a Gemini or a Libra or a Sagittarius yeah. so you know yes we've Sagittarius. points but then I'm also yeah. like I have no water in my chart so when I
1: hear Pisces I'm like Oh,
0: I'm crying. I'm crying.
1: <laughs> like, I don't want to cry. <laughs> I, I feel like most of my living is based on crying. <laughs> Emotional release. <laughs> okay,
0: well, I'll need to spend more time with you. Okay, so tell us about your spiritual awakening and how that led to you making this your life's work.
1: Okay, I'm going to give you the cliff notes because it's a it's a story. So my spiritual awakening. Uh, my shift in consciousness happened around 2012 and I started to make just more conscious decisions around what I was putting into my body. I went vegan. I stopped using any chemicals and I just went really clean and went balls to the walls, like Puritan (laughs) Um, spirituality. And then that kind of went into more, personal growth and crystals and meditations and affirmations and kind of the stuff I feel like that pulls this all in tarot cards tarot readings like all of the things like everything that kind of beckons you in but then fast forward to 2024 20, I think it was I had a breakup where I left a relationship that I ended up coming out of feeling completely numb like I didn't have any
0: I think you said 2024. So like, wait, yes.
1: 20 2024? Oh no, 20. Okay. I'm <laughs> I'm in the future. Wait. 20. <laughs> right. 20. I was 24 years old. Okay. okay. It was 2014. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was, That's really I, was like, crazy. I was like, okay, what year is it now? Where are we? What planet are we on? I know we just glitched (laughs) we we glitched we definitely just glitched okay
1: okay Okay, 2014 yes when I was 24 okay perfect (laughs) to clarify yeah I came out of that relationship completely numb knowing what I know now with what I do now there was a lot of emotional abuse unbeknownst to him I believe and me I remember my best friend asking me like five things in the day that made me happy and I couldn't name one, like I was just a shell and I didn't know how to use my voice or express myself. I was just completely shut down essentially. So that relationship ended and then it kind of started this mm, like a rewilding. <laughs> I'd been in this relationship for five years. So I was like a cat out of a cage. I was traveling, I was partying, sex, drugs, rock and roll, like all of the things. And again just another way to replicate the numbing of the emotions that I'd experienced in that relationship because I didn't have a vehicle or a knowledge of how to actually process them properly so it was just lock it down like save face all good and then that got to a point where I was burning the candle at both ends I was just like traveling all the time and I felt like I needed a pattern interrupt, like I needed to break free of whatever the fuck I was doing. And so I decided I had a job in Argentina and I decided at the end of that job to go down by myself to Patagonia, totally random, but totally not random at all. And I walked up to the lake and sat on the beach of the lake and literally begged God Source like I felt uncomfortable at that time saying God. So it was like source, universe, whatever, begging to feel something. And then I ended up channeling a bunch of affirmations and I was sobbing because I didn't really know what was happening. And that was a turning point for me. And the next day I had this beautiful experience where I ended up riding a horse bareback through the broken banks of the Lago de Argentina through flocks of flamingos and it was just this like beautiful moment of consecration and I have um my screensaver has been grazing flamingos for years and so it was like that was brought to life and it was that moment for me I remember journaling in the plane on the way home sobbing and sobbing and sobbing because I was just it was like, I'd been reminded of magic. I'd been reminded of like that miracles are possible. And it was, it just cracked my heart open essentially. So that was a really big shift then into spirituality, which then went into plant medicine, ayahuasca. And then fast forward a little bit more, I went cold Turkey because there was a little bit of time where I was dancing between spirituality and, and, wanting to not drink alcohol anymore, but still being in those realms of like the party scene and the traveling and stuff. So it was this like real dual existence. And then I ended all of that and just focused on meditation. And I started to actually use meditation as a way to escape, again, as a way to numb out of my actual human reality. So a lot of my experience was trying to tap out of the human experience it was trying to tap out of my body it was trying to tap out of feeling and when I realized that I was actually spiritually bypassing my emotions it led me to embodiment it led me to tantra and it led me to actually unleashing my expression through claiming and re- igniting the parts that had been in shadow for such a long time and releasing any shame or guilt or fear around the lower vibration emotions that I'd tried to suppress for such a long time and that for me was like the ultimate liberation Mm -hmm. and so now working with the body so deeply like i trained as a dancer when i was younger so the body again it comes full circle and it's just been this journey back into the body and actually creating space Like going to what you were saying earlier about like the ascension, descension, it's like this simultaneous collapse of the two, Mm -hmm. right? So when we create space through releasing our old programs and our traumas that we hold inside the body, when we work to release those, we create more space for that light to pour in. And so we can actually then live as the embodiment of light through uniting our shadow and light. Mm
0: -hmm. So beautiful. I want to talk a little bit more about like the guilt and shame from that, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll lifestyle. I feel like we've, a lot of us have had that stage and we carry on to that. We we hold on to that. And then it affects our relationships moving forward like even when we think and I get like this sometimes too and I'm like oh no I've forgiven myself for that that was my journey like I love myself I love that version of myself I needed to go through that but then still sometimes you can see like fragments of it popping up of like some kind of shame or guilt so what are some tips to just bring it back to that release
1: so this may meet edges for a few people listening but my invitation to you is to fully fucking feel it, Mm. right? When we don't allow ourselves to feel the guilt and the shame. And and what I experience with clients a lot of the time is people are terrified to go there because there's this fear that they're never going to come out. Right. And, And that they'll get stuck in the fear or the guilt or the hate rage, right? Frustration, these very human emotions that are part of the human experience People are terrified if they go there and they like really go there, they're terrified of losing themselves. Mm -hmm. Whereas actually the technology of our body is so, so incredible and actually has a vast capacity for alchemy. So Mm -hmm. when you are feeling the guilt or the shame, okay. Where, when you tune into your body, where does it lie in your body? Where does it reside in your body? Okay, breathe into that. What does it feel like? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel light? Does it feel dense? Does it feel sparse? Does it feel spiky? Does it feel smooth? Does it feel mm, like like gas? Does it feel like a solid? Like what does it feel like in terms of texture? Then go into, okay, now what emotions come up? Like what other emotions or what stories, like what memories come up that are connected to that? space that shame right and you could have flashbacks of times where you felt that shame and the invitation with this is to witness what's moving through you so understand that when we revisit these emotions it's not to re-traumatize ourselves right there needs to be this slight pullback and Ability to witness that it's just actually coming up to be released. And so then when we give it movement or sound or a voice or expression or we use our breath, we're actually creating space, breaking up the particles of the shame, the guilt, the fear, whatever it is. And when we move, when we breathe, when we sound, through actually embracing. Because essentially, if we don't embrace the shame, we're shaming the shame. Mm -hmm. So you're just compacting the experience, right? You're actually consecrating that experience rather than if we can lean into embracing it fully and expressing it fully. And I will tell you, sometimes this looks like Gagging, sometimes this looks like puking, sometimes this looks like screaming into a pillow, sometimes this looks like a really massive like fuck you at the top of your lungs, like whatever wants to come up, give yourself permission to liberate it.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that because so often when we're like, oh, I have to feel it in order to release it, we're feeling it in our head and we're actually just feeling the thoughts and like the negative thoughts and judging ourselves. And we're like, I'm feeling it, but it's not going anywhere, but it's actually like reprogramming it deeper and deeper and deeper because we're trying to do it all from our head rather than our body.
1: Yeah, because our head is what creates, right? Yeah. The, the, the the prefrontal cortex is what creates the stories. When we experience an emotion, when we experience something, it actually comes, the emotion comes from the limbic brain. So it's a completely different part of the brain and what the prefrontal cortex does, like our like thinking brain, is it tries to make it make sense based on everything we've experienced. Mm-hmm. But everything that we've experienced has also been based off of this loop where there's no connection. So we're we're actually... We are reinforcing a mistruth, mm-hmm. right? Just because it's in our head doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then once
0: we kind of step out of that, we've kind of released the guilt, we've released the shame, but we still kind of maybe feel a little taboo to express ourselves as this like divine, sexy, feminine being, or maybe that, oh, I don't want to look too slutty, or I don't want to dress a certain way. I don't want people to think a certain way or people to, you know, associate me with something. So what would you say are some good ways to start we've kind of like released it. Now it's like, how do we express it?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of like a twofold mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah. So as yeah. soon as you meet these pieces of yourself, right, you are seeing yourself as more whole, which actually then when we express and we release these pieces, it's not that they're necessarily going away, but they we're accepting them. So every time we accept them, we reclaim and we accept Another part of ourselves, which then in turn gives you more of that confidence to step out as that liberated, sexy, expressed, embodied like goddess that you are, because you're no longer scared of like being found out, right? Mm -hmm. You're no longer scared of somebody being like, oh, shame or "Mm, like guilt, like shame on you for looking so hot like how dare you move your body like that whatever it is because you've met those pieces you no longer really give a fuck what anybody else has to say because you're like hey I've met my deepest darkest places and I'm cool with it so there's nothing that you can do or say really that's going to affect that
0: yes okay I love that
1: okay so let's have a quick
0: And every piece also comes with an intention setting, ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to PrismLifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Another question that I see a lot is around like embodiment and presence during like sexual connection, whether that's with Mm -hmm. ourselves or someone else, like how can we like stay present and in the moment if we I don't know if it's kind of that guilt and shame that can pull us away or if it's just that we're, I don't know. I think some people just kind of tend to want to not fully be present. So what are some tips like during those moments or how we can kind of like work ourselves up to like full presence with our
1: sexuality? Okay. I love this question. (laughs) So again, like it does, it does all feed in because the thing that tends to take most of us out of our bodies when we are in sex is the stories in our mind. Yeah. Or maybe it's a physical contraction, right? There's maybe something in the body that is like, eh, like resistant or contracting around whatever story is coming up. So the most beautiful way to just drop back into your body if you find yourself, if you're with your partner and you're making love and you think okay, your brain starts to go elsewhere and you start to start questioning, like, oh, my gosh, like, what are they thinking about me? Like, is my body okay? Oh, my gosh, maybe I should do food shopping tomorrow. What Whatever is going through your mind. Bring your awareness back to your senses, right? Your sensual experience. So what do you see? Right? Maybe you're looking into your lover's eyes. Maybe like you can see candlelight. Maybe there's like curtains like blowing in the wind. I'm making it very romantic, but I'm. a um, like pizza box and <laughs> pizza boxes yeah, Paris box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so what do you see? Like, what do you taste like? how does your lover's mouth taste how does their skin taste like what do you taste what do you touch like what parts of your body are in contact like just focus on like the sensation in the places that you are in contact ask your partner to slow down like a lot of us because of the the sex drugs real and roll and also uh overuse of vibrators can actually desensitize us right so if we can slow it down sorry I
0: want to just touch on that too I've heard a lot about that and porn as well like people who are like used to watching porn they can find it's really hard to be turned on like in actual real sex
1: yeah Yeah, because your stimulus is something that's not necessarily realistic. Like whenever you watch porn, it's not like yeah, it's never how it is in real life, right? And also, it's often more aggressive than because it needs to be visual, right? The visual stimulus it's often a bit more like disconnected, and you can sense that. Like especially if you're like a connected being, you can. Also, sense the disconnect, so you can actually then start to associate a disconnect mm-hmm. with sex. Yeah, right. Because they're being paid. Yeah, to fuck. Yeah, right. Yeah. You actually, hopefully, want to be having sex with your partner, right? So for free. There's that for free. Yes. <laughs> and when, like, especially as women, especially as women, our bodies, are, are different. Like we experience pleasure when we can slow things down like what gives us access to sensation and how we resensitize our bodies is actually slowing it down mm. because when it's like host and fud and <laughs> fast and hard fast and hard and furious Furious. like it's fun yes like and i'm not saying that every time that you buck or you make love it should be like this slow sensual juicy experience variety is beautiful and for you as a woman like for me certainly like if i'm gonna go like animalistic like wild like frantic passionate throw down I need to be turned on as fuck, Mm -hmm. which does tend to need maybe like a little bit more of that warm up. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that foreplay, actually, a lot of us as women, any men, if you're listening, that foreplay actually doesn't just start when you get into the bedroom or like wherever you, when you start making out, it's in the actions leading up to that. Like it's in how you interact with your partner throughout the day like the little messages that you send like when you do something that you know like she's really going to appreciate like that is the build up it's the pre foreplay yeah it's the full foreplay and then like when you actually enter the foreplay like that's your physical warm up and then you can go like fast and hard and all of the things but it, the more attentive and the more cared for, held safe, she feels, and the more cherished she feels by you throughout the rest of the day, the less time you necessarily need in the foreplay. But always, 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 always check in with your partner. And especially because we're cyclical beings as well, and we have all of the different cycles of our hormones throughout the month, we're going to crave different types of sex throughout different parts of the month. So really, a tuning, and this, so this goes back to that presence piece. Both of you connecting to okay, like how are they breathing, <laughs> like what, are, like what are their facial like movements, like can I be more present? Can I feel your body? Can I like hear like what it is that your body is asking for, like through the noises, like really attuning to one another um, can bring you back into a deep presence and out of your head. So that was a really long convoluted cycle and circle, but we're tying up loops.
0: Okay, so let's have a quick And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code ChakraGirl at checkout. We're tying up loops. And I think another important point on the same topic is initiating. Cause I feel, mm-hmm. I know sometimes my husband's like, you're not initiating, initiating. I'm like, well, I need to get turned on first. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, yeah. so, it's like, so it's like the woman needs more time and needs those little things throughout the day so that she can even be open to receive it. But then it's like, we don't also don't want the man to feel like he's not desirable. or And I'm saying women and man, but I mean, mm-hmm. this really goes with any two people. But, um, you know, if yeah. one person is always, the initiator and then there's someone else who just is tends to need a little bit more time how do you kind of like reconcile that
1: so I feel like communication is a really huge piece right and communicating the fact that hey I would really love to feel your desire for me yeah right rather than why don't you want to fuck me yeah different right (laughs) Right. And again, I'm exaggerating, but yeah. firstly, communicating that like there is that desire there, because yeah. again, we all have the, the different drives, the different points of the month for women and for men, like stress and stuff at work can actually really get them in their heads and actually can decrease their sex drive. So communication, I think, is the biggest piece of yeah. that. And then being in a space of invitation. Mm. So not necessarily. Sorry, sorry I cut you off there, but that's kind of like
0: what I was like, I was feeling it's like if being open and being open to receive can also send off signals that is a different kind of initiation, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And we think yeah. like initiation has to be like
0: grabbing. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually like you can be invitational in your body and in how you, and it's fun to play in that. And I think that As long as you are not like doing it as a means to an end, right? You're not doing it to manipulate. You're doing it to invite, to evoke his Mm -hmm. desire, right? Mm -hmm. So he's initiating, but you're like inviting with your body. And honestly, the way that you can connect to that and being invitational is to do the mirror work practice, Mm -hmm. to actually connect to what it feels like to open your body and even just like if you were to drop in right now if you were to drop into your body and take a couple of breaths and to just feel into okay what does it feel like to just open mm-hmm. my body and be in the space of invitation and just notice as you really anchor that conscious thought notice what happens to your body for me my shoulders drop like Mm -hmm. my chest opens like my belly softens like my my head tilts back and my neck exposes right like it'll look different for everybody depending on what it is that like what part of your cycle you're in and what it is that you're craving but just practicing opening your body and practicing seducing yourself so that you know what it feels like To invite because you're witnessing yourself in the mirror Mm -hmm. being in a space of invitation.
0: And I think in the feminine too, it's like that and that act in itself that we're doing either by ourselves or, you know, waiting for our partner, sending the invitation to our partner, but that softening itself can be the turn on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing, what turns a lot of people on and it's definitely a turn-on for me, is that exposure, right? That vulnerability, that honesty, the truth. Mm -hmm. And so when you're expressing through your body, you don't need words to say, hey, this is what I want. You're using your body to communicate your desire. You're using your body to, to transmit what it is, that you want to evoke in your partner and also like be more playful mm-hmm. in your own practice. Like I definitely recommend every person listening should have their own pleasure practice mm-hmm. to explore what feels good in their own body. So you're not putting the onus on your partner. You know what your body, you know what feels good. You know what feels not so good. And then you can advocate for yourself when you're in the moment in actually asking for what you want because you know deeply through your own practice what it is that you want and play with different archetypes. Like what does it look like to be the sacred fucking slut? What does it look like to be that like wild primal, like jungle woman? What does it look like to be that like soft, innocent, sweet, Mm -hmm. like maiden, like play with, the elements of your sexuality that turn you on, that, that evoke and light that fire. Because if you're turning yourself on, you want to bet that your partner is turned on as well.
0: Exactly. And I love that. It's like, you don't have to pick one. It's like, you're, you're no matter how you're feeling, like there's, there's a sexual archetype for every mood.
1: <laughs> Literally, yeah. And it's fun to play in. And I think that, I know that for me, way back in that original- <laughs> The original relationship that I touched upon I felt like I was put in a box of like I went from slut to wife material right and he couldn't distinguish between the two and I wanted to like play the slut again I wanted to like be a little bit dirty and he couldn't necessarily he couldn't see me in that way because he'd put me in that box so the more open you are to playing in your sexual expression the more you're open you are to exploring within yourself yeah this actually really turns me on and oh my gosh I didn't know that this turned me on I didn't know that this got me going but hey okay now I'm exploring it I'm experiencing it in my own body and then there's not going to necessarily be this weirdness that can come up that I've definitely experienced with the desire to be slutty because I could. Or, there was also like that piece of shame around, like, oh my gosh, I know that this now feels a bit weird, and then I'm not fully owning it. So then he also responded, like, eh, this is like weird because yeah. I was unsure too.
0: Totally. Oh, I love that point. Okay. So now we are all sex goddesses. Amazing. I want to talk about, (laughs) I want to talk about, I want to talk about using our womb space as a portal for creation. We're in this like boss babe hustle culture. I feel like it's kind of coming to an end, which is nice, but what are some rituals that we can start doing to use our womb space to create rather than creating from that more masculine linear way?
1: Okay, so this is a big one, (laughs) a big one. So I would recommend starting off simply. And actually, I've I've had so many people say to me, oh, I never even thought about connecting to my womb. Like it's not an organ that we necessarily think to connect to because especially in spirituality as well, it's been a lot about like coming from your heart space, connecting to your heart, right? Or connecting to your third eye. Like it's all very up (laughs) and if you think about the function of the womb right like that like the anatomical function biological function of the womb it's to harbor to house life a child and to bring it forth into the world it's literally a portal for the non-physical soul to be planted within, to grow, and then to be birthed into the physical. So if you think about it like that and then extrapolate somewhat, we can birth anything through our womb space. And for men, they still have an energetic womb. It's called a hara. So it's what gives us the ability to co-create life. Mm-hmm so whether that's a business offering whether that is um, a project whether that is a song that you want to write whether it's a pottery that you like whatever it is whatever you want to create we use our sexual energy to create if you think about again the biology egg plus sperm equals life (laughs) and when you take that it's both of the sexual energies coming together from the masculine and the feminine to create a life. So again, we can utilize our sexual energy. And then we state within the womb space and we birth whatever it is that you want to birth. And so moving slightly away from this like, boss babe, like hustle, like Go, 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 right? That's a very like masculine paradigm, masculine energy in the sense that it's the doing, right? So masculine energy does. Mm -hmm. It's action-based, it's linear, it's like conscious, it's certain. And the feminine is the being, right? And again, we all hold both energies, right? So there is no right or wrong. It just depends on what it is that you desire. Like, what do you desire? And when we are in the feminine and we're rested in the being and in our bodies, and we utilize again, going all the way back, tying that loop to our emotional flow, and we are willing to take up space to ride the magnetism, to feel all of the emotions to like really feel it in the body our body becomes like this beacon of magnetism that's anchored in the womb so the womb is like this like magnetic force that drags things to us Mm. the heart is our masculine discernment right so if you think about like a funnel (laughs) i've got a really strong visual of this but bear with me so everything that you desire, right, is being pulled in through the magnetism of your womb because that's where it wants to be birthed and created. It moves through the discernment of your heart, almost like a check-in, like, is this aligned to my highest desire? And then the masculine, like, penetration into the womb space, right, once it's moved through the heart into the womb space, it's then where it gets birthed into creation. So bringing your awareness to your womb space, and even if you are... When you do your mirror work, if you are visually connecting to your womb or doing a little massage, an intuitive massage to your womb, or simply just in your meditation, placing your hands on your womb and feeling your breath anchored in your womb and just connecting to her energy. And it could take a little while because most of us have completely shut off from our wombs. So... I really want to encourage you to bear with it, but just breathing with your full consciousness in your womb and then starting to ask questions, right? Starting to check in. Like, what do you need? How can I support you? What's present? What do you want at birth next, right? Just consciously connecting to the womb is the first step. And then feeling her magnetism, feeling her power, like really starting to connect to like, when you think about, again, biologically, the egg magnetizes the sperm to her,
0: Mm.
1: right? So then that's the frequency that our womb holds.
0: I love that. And like, I think that's just the word magnetism in general is like, such like the blanket explanation for it but it's like if we're not connected to it it's like the magnet isn't turned on so and it's like I think so many people are like well I want to know how to manifest with my womb it's like no no your womb knows how to manifest (laughs) you just need to you just need to tune into her and she's gonna do the work you don't need to know seven step process (laughs) like no she knows what to do
1: Exactly. Like that's literally her natural state is to magnetize, to create. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to clear the blockages. And most of the time it's us getting in the way of our own shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, arguably all of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this is, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today. Like we just like really really did it today. Yeah,
1: we did all of the things.
0: (laughs) And like, I think this is the first time I'm going to listen to the episode again because I'm like, wow. I was like taking notes. I'm like, there's so much goodness and juiciness in here. So, oh my gosh. So you also have a free offer for us, a self-love starter pack. And we're going to link everyone to it in the show notes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it?
1: So this self-love starter pack came from my as part of the awakening journey, it was the mirror practices and just connecting back into self-love. Mm-hmm. That was the start of my journey that led me into the embodiment piece. And all of that is actually learning how to love myself. And i modeled for years. So I was super critical of my body. And like that was adding to the disconnect between like actually feeling if that makes sense. Like I'd been so horrible to my body that I couldn't feel the feelings even more so. And it would it more so wanted to numb out because I was being horrible to it. So it has a mirror work practice in it. It's got some really beautiful playlists. It's got some meditations and it's, yeah, it's a really beautiful, just foot in the door to all of these realms. Like I've given so many practices, like even within this, like if that feels like overwhelming, start with the self love starter pack and build from there. Because the foundation truly of all of this is the willingness to love ourselves,
0: mm-hmm. so true! Oh my gosh, yay! Well, everyone, go download it, it's in the show notes. We are going to link you to all of the things, Lara and all of her magic. And we're just so grateful for all the information that you've shared today. So thank you so, so much. And where is the best place to find you online?
1: You can find me on Instagram or you can find me on my website. So it's just lararaybone or lararaybone.com super simple.
0: Amazing. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We love you rate us five stars, like give us a DM, let us know how you're loving it. Um, Drop us a DM. We're here for you and we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at shocker girl co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and
1: write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.